You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. Hey, welcome back to the Out Loud Bible Project Podcast. Just reading the Bible like it makes a difference. I believe it does. It's made a difference in my life. Hope it makes a difference in your life. Happy to join with you on this journey as we read the Bible together. We're reading through the book of Job. And now Job was a righteous man with a pure heart and a clean conscience. And God calls him his friend. And God allows Satan to put Job through the ringer to see if Job only serves God for the blessings he receives. Would Job blame God for the wrong doing that he sees in his life? Satan thinks so. Job hasn't taken the bait yet. And Job doesn't go through these trials alone. He has friends around him, and we're going to hear from them throughout this book. It's interesting that Job lost so many loved ones, but he didn't lose his wife, who actually encouraged him to curse God and die. And he didn't lose his friends, who are going to continue to raise some interesting questions and conflict throughout their time together. Job is isolated relationally, which cranks up the pressure on his test that he's going through. So let's continue the story in Job chapters 4 through 6. Then Eliphaz the Temanite answered, If someone ventures to talk with you, will you be grieved? But who can withhold himself from speaking? You have instructed many, you've strengthened the weak hands, your words have supported him who was falling, you've made the feeble knees firm, but now it's come to you, and you faint. It touches you, and you're troubled. Isn't your piety your confidence? Isn't the integrity of your ways your hope? Remember now whoever perished being innocent? Or where were the upright cut off? According to what I've seen, those who plow iniquity and sow trouble reap the same. By the breath of God they perish. By the blast of his anger they're consumed. The roaring of the lion and the voice of the fierce lion and the teeth of the young lions are broken. The old lion perishes for lack of prey. The cubs of the lioness are scattered abroad. Now, a thing was secretly brought to me. My ear received a whisper of it. In thoughts from the visions of the night when deep sleep falls on men, fear came on me, and trembling which made all my bones shake. Then a spirit passed before my face. The hair of my flesh stood up. It stood still, but I couldn't discern its appearance. A form was before my eyes. Silence. Then I heard a voice saying, Shall mortal man be more just than God? Shall a man be more pure than his maker? He puts no trust in his servants. He charges his angels with error. How much more those who dwell in houses of clay, whose foundation is in the dust, who are crushed before the moth? 
Between morning and evening they're destroyed. They perish forever without any regarding it. Isn't their tent cord plucked up within them? They die, and that without wisdom. Call now, is there any who will answer you? To which of the holy ones will you turn? For resentment kills the foolish man, and jealousy kills the simple. I've seen the foolish taking root, but suddenly I cursed his habitation. His children are far from safety, they're crushed in the gate. Neither is there any to deliver them, whose harvest the hungry eats up, and take it even out of the thorns, the snare grapes for their substance. For affliction doesn't come out of the dust. Neither does trouble spring out of the ground, but man is born to trouble as the sparks fly outward. But as for me, I would seek God. I would commit my cause to God who does great things that can't be fathomed, marvelous things without number, who gives rain on the earth and sends water on the fields so that he sets up on high those who are low, those who mourn are exalted to safety. He frustrates the plans of the crafty so that their hands can't perform their enterprise. He takes the wise in their own craftiness. The counsel of the cunning is carried headlong. They meet with darkness in the daytime and grope at noonday as in the night. But he saves from the sword of their mouth even the needy from the hand of the mighty. So the poor has hope and injustice shuts her mouth. Behold, happy is the man whom God corrects. Therefore do not despise the chastening of the Almighty. For he wounds and binds up, he injures and his hands make whole. He'll deliver you in six troubles. Yes, in seven, no evil will touch you. In famine, he will redeem you from death. In war, from the power of the sword, you'll be hidden from the scourge of the tongue. Neither will you be afraid of destruction when it comes. You'll laugh at destruction and famine. Neither will you be afraid of the animals of the earth, for you will be allied with the stones of the field. The animals of the field will be at peace with you. You'll know also that your offspring will be great, your offspring as the grass of the earth. You'll come to your grave in full age like a shock of grain comes in its season. Look at this. We've searched it. It's so. Hear it and know it's for your good. Then Job answered, Oh, that my anguish were weighed and all my calamity laid in the balances, for now it would be heavier than the sands of the seas. Therefore my words have been rash, for the arrows of the Almighty are within me. My spirit drinks up their poison. The terrors of God set themselves in array against me. Does the wild donkey bray when he has grass? Or does the ox low over his fodder? Can that which has no flavor be eaten without salt? Or is there any taste in the white of an egg? My soul refuses to touch them. They're as loathsome food to me. Oh, that I might have my request, that God would grant the thing I long for, even that it would please God to crush me, that he would let loose his hand and cut me off. Let it still be my consolation. Yes. Let me exult in pain that doesn't spare that I have not denied the words of the Holy One. What's my strength that I should wait? What's my end that I should be patient? Is my strength the strength of stones or is my flesh of bronze? Isn't it that I have no help in me, that wisdom is driven away from me?
To him who's ready to faint, kindness should be shown from his friend, even to him who forsakes the fear of the Almighty. My brothers have dealt deceitfully as a brook, as the channel of brooks that pass away, which are black by reasons of the ice in which the snow hides itself. In the dry season, they vanish. When it's hot, they're consumed out of their place. The caravans that travel beside them turn away. They go up into the waste and perish. The caravans of Tima looked. The companies of Sheba waited for them. They were distressed because they were confident. They came there and were confounded. For now, you're nothing. Do you see a terror and are afraid? Did I say, give it to me? Or offer a present for me from your substance? Or deliver me from the adversary's hand? Or redeem me from the hand of the oppressors? Teach me and I'll hold my peace. Cause me to understand my error. How forcible are words of uprightness. But your reproof? What does it reprove? Do you intend to reprove words since the speeches of one who is desperate are as wind? Yes, you would even cast lots for the fatherless and make merchandise of your friend. Now, therefore, be pleased to look at me, for surely I will not lie to your face. Please, return. Let there be no injustice. Yes, return again. My cause is righteous. Is there injustice on my tongue? Can my taste discern mischievous things? Job asks what we would ask, or even what we have asked in a similar situation. Why does God allow bad things to happen to good people, right? His friend Eliphaz counters with, Whoa, 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 who says you're good? You obviously can't play the righteousness card. I mean, look what just happened to you. Now, since we know the big picture, we know Eliphaz isn't completely right here, but let's draw some wisdom from his argument. All right, like we read in Romans chapter 3, no one is good, not even one. So take that assumption of our innocence out of the question, and we can flip the question to ask, why does God allow good things to happen to anyone? That's the greater mystery, in my opinion. Let's go through trials with an attitude of humility and thankfulness for any good thing. That's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Out Loud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.